morning. Welcome to another episode of the End of Time blog podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I'm talking about discernment. On February 2nd, I was interviewed by two wonderful ladies of the faith, Amy Spreeman and Michelle Leslie. Their podcast is called A Word Fitly Spoken, a great title for a podcast. The result of that podcast interview will be in the show notes. It was broadcast already, and I'm humbled by the opportunity to speak of Jesus and of doctrine and of discernment as our wide-ranging conversation went. Their website for the podcast um, will be posted and also just the general website link as well as links to their individual efforts in the faith. Michelle's website at Michelle Leslie Discipleship for Christian Women and Amy's at Berean Research. She's also founder of Naomi's Table Bible Studies for Women. And you can check out archives from Amy's earlier work at aspreeman.com. So when they contacted me for the interview, I, of course, made notes, and I wanted to post the notes, even though the podcast has already been published, but post them in written form, and Amy said, sure, that was great. I wanted to flesh the concepts out a little bit, so this is that post. Now, for discernment, the Holy Spirit dispenses gifts as he wills, 1 Corinthians 12, 11. And there are a variety of gifts, and it, it is my settled conviction he has given me a gift of discernment, or as it's noted in the Bible, distinguishing between spirits. Now, I strive to employ this gift for the edification of the saints in my life and also online. Why? Because once again, the Bible in 1 Corinthians twelve seven says, we are to use the gifts he dispenses, quote, for the common good. In other words, there's no lone rangers um, in the faith. Whatever gifts the Spirit has given are to be used for the good of the saints and the glory of Jesus. So let's start with a quote from A.W. Tozer, who said, quote, among the gifts of the Spirit, scarcely one is of greater practical usefulness than the gift of discernment. This gift should be highly valued and frankly sought as being almost indispensable in these critical times. The gift will enable us to distinguish the chaff from the wheat and to divide the manifestations of the flesh from the operations of the spirit." End quote from Tozier on discernment. So what is discernment? Well, one of the words for discern is from the Greek called diakrino, and it means to separate thoroughly. Defined, it means the sound, quote, the sound judgment which makes possible the distinguishing of good from evil and the recognition of God's right ways for his people. It is necessary for the understanding of spiritual realities, and on a practical level, 
for right government and the avoidance of life's pitfalls. And that was from Martin Manser's book, Tool for Topical Studies. There are two types of discernment. One is seen in Hebrews 5.14. This is the type of discernment every Christian should train up in, whether or not they have the gift of discernment. Here's the verse. But solid food is for the mature, who, because of practice, have their senses trained to distinguish between good and evil. So every Christian should train up in discernment and possess some measure of discernment. And that measure of discernment, as they are trained up, should grow. Then there's the discernment that's given as a special gift of the Spirit, above and beyond the training one receives as a Christian without that gift. As this verse states, 1 Corinthians 12, 10, and this is the Spirit giving gifts, and to another the effecting of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another the distinguishing of spirits, and to another various kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. There, there are many general discernment verses that are aimed at anyone and everyone who is in the faith, which shows how important discernment is. And in the Old Testament, in Proverbs, wisdom is the overarching theme, and we gain wisdom by being discerning. The Bible is strong on discernment. It's important. Every book of the New Testament, except Philemon, warns about the dangers of false teachings and the potential destruction of the faith of a Christian who allows false teaching or doctrine into their life. Discernment isn't an extra. It's not negotiable. And it's one of the most important skills any Christian can train up in, as to Tozer mentioned. Here's Ephesians 5. 6 to 10. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness and righteousness and truth and trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. So that verse from Ephesians shows us we are not to be deceived, and that, come, that training up of discernment allows us not to be deceived. This is from 1 John 4.1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. And that is a strong warning that we are surrounded by false prophets. They're in the world. And that before we absorb or ingest some teaching from someone, we are to test it. Here's one from Romans 12.2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. 
Only the sure word transforms the mind. False doctrine does not transform the mind. When you are deliberately ingesting false doctrine, for every gain you make in your forward walk, you go backward two steps. So strive with all energy to stay in the pure word and don't allow it to be polluted with lies from false teachers. And yesterday I wrote a short treatment on that thought um, and I'll post that in the show notes. Why else did God give us discernment? Well, God gave his word to us for two reasons. To reveal himself, you know, to show us the way to salvation and to tell us how to live post-salvation. You know, God has standards for holiness, standards for worshipful living, for morals. And if we are to worship him properly, we need to know who he is and what he expects. Now, I always think of the verse in Acts 1.11. It says, quote, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. End quote of Acts 1.11. Now, we must worship this same Jesus as the one who had been revealed to us in the Bible. Not the liberal Jesus, not the boyfriend Jesus, not the woke Jesus, but this same Jesus. False teachers work hard to skew our vision of who Jesus is. So how do we know if we're being fed a different Jesus? Discernment. What a tragedy it would be to get to heaven only to discover you've been worshiping and praying to and learning about a different Jesus all along. Now, let's give an example. If you wanted a job, say, with Coca-Cola, a good job seeker learns as much as she can about the company. So when she goes into an interview, she demonstrates her interest and loyalty by sharing what she learned about Coke. But let's say instead, the job seeker, listen, just listen to someone else tell about Coke and never checked their facts and never read a Coca-Cola annual report, never did her own research. And in the interview, she discovered all the facts that was proudly shared with her was from the company Pepsi. Would you get the job? No. How much more is learning about Jesus important? Do your own research on everything and everyone. Paul even said him that he was proud of the Bereans for testing what he had taught them. Proper discernment is not judging, nor is it criticalness. Let's separate discernment from, quote, being critical. We can use the word discern for the judgment that God encourages and criticize for inappropriate judgments. And God does encourage good judgment. John 7, 24 says, judge not according to appearance, 
but judge righteous judgment. Now, discerning is not judging unto condemnation. Only God does that. Discerning is judging, which means evaluating or deciding or determining whether a teaching aligns with the Bible. You know, you discern all day long. In other words, you evaluate. You discern that the tuna sandwich in the break room cafeteria looks a little ragged and choose to eat the ham sandwich instead. You interview two candidates for a job and discern which to choose. You discern which rental application to accept. In other words, you sift through information all day, evaluate them, and make choices as to which is good and which is not so good. And you pick one. How much more important is discerning which teaching to accept and which is not so good? I mean, these are the words of the king of the universe, the ancient of days, the sustainer of worlds we're talking about, holy God. Pure teaching is holy. False teaching is profane. False teaching will always have good teaching laced in it. It's like a fake M&M. There's candy coating on the outside to make it look attractive, but unseen, there's a worm on the inside to poison you. But you can discern a real M&M from a fake one. The candy coating isn't as bright, or the M is not a capital, or the ampersand is crooked. You know, you discern. Paul even likened false teachings to gangrene, a disease that rots flesh by cutting off blood supply, 2 Timothy 2.17. So it's incumbent on all of us to be able to spot the symptoms of a disease of false teaching before it spreads for others' health and our own. Most importantly, Discernment is for the name of Jesus Christ and seeing him as clearly as we possibly can. Discernment is ultimately about Jesus. Well, part two will be tomorrow, a little bit more on discernment. And I thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day.